Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Thursday, December 7th. 2023 lockdown blue devils of course is your one-stop shop for everything going on in the life of duke athletics we're talking men's basketball football everything going on right now this time of year and if you have not done so please be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast feed leave us a five-star rating and written review particularly on that apple podcast platform the algorithms love those written reviews so take some time pause this type out a nice review for me i really do appreciate it and we'll give those shout-outs on Five Star Friday. Also, make sure that you take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube page. You can go to YouTube, watch the show each and every day, Lockdown Blue Devils. Hit that subscribe button, like this video, share it with your friends. Again, just trying to get the word out there about this awesome program that we bring you each and every day. Follow us on X at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm there as well, at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. The coaching carousel continues to turn. The only problem is Duke football does not have a head coach just yet. What are we hearing there? Duke football now preparing for the Birmingham Bowl. It's also a really important time of year in the football recruiting calendar. The transfer portal is off and running. We've got a lot to discuss. And so on today's show, let's bring them on. It's our good pal Jordan Mann at Duke FB Fans on Twitter at Coach J Mann as well. He's got the Big J and Little J show. And uh, Jordan, the the season might be over in terms of the regular season, but there is no shortage of things to talk about in college football. Yeah, I mean, right now is just a weird time. My my <laughs> phone is is blowing up as we speak right now with what's happening with Duke football, and uh, it's it's a weird time for Duke. I said it on the Big J and Little J show, and I'll say it here: is two years ago when Duke was going through this coaching search, it was in the season. Duke wasn't going bowling. In the season happened. Trooper Taylor's name interim just hold over a roster until they signed a hired a new coach. And two years ago, the portal wasn't what it is now with the NIL stuff. And now Duke's in a weird limbo that we've never seen. And they're going to a bowl game in two and a half weeks, but also players are going to the portal. We still don't have a coach. And the t- like the roster's getting picked apart right now. NIL money is going crazy. And uh yeah, I just got worried about another guy that will be entering the portal for Duke and as we're broadcasting here, Jordan Waters and uh, Jacquez Moore have entered the portals today and uh, expect one more. If not today, it would be tomorrow. We'll be following along to see who all ends up in that portal for the Duke football team who's not coming back for next season. And not to mention this time of year uh, is also signing day right around the corner here at the end of December. Uh, it's Trooper Taylor and the current Duke staff trying to put together uh, or finalize, I should say, that 2024 class. There's a four-star quarterback in Tyler Cherry who's currently committed to this Duke football program. You certainly want to hold on to his commitment. So, yes, you've got the transfer portal rocking and rolling, but you got to make sure that you continue the good work that Elko and his staff did recruiting high school talent as well, and uh, that's coming up here in just a few short weeks. Yeah, it's uh, a few short weeks. Nina King did a really good job of once Elko left the day after, she got on a Zoom with everybody that's committed to Duke and just told him to hang tight going through the coaching process. And it would be swiftly, like swiftly done. And then Trooper Taylor and the staff was doing a really good job hitting the road, talking to uh, the commits and stuff. But now 
it's kind of dragged out to the end of this week to where some guys are getting antsy. Uh, Caden McFadden is a guy for Duke. He's committed out of the state of Texas, I think Caden's from. And uh, he is going on an official visit to TCU this weekend. And that's not going to be good news for Duke fans. He's a very talented safety prospect that it doesn't look great. And I think Indiana, they just hired Kirk Signati out of James Madison. They're having an in-home visit with Duke's Tyler Cherry this weekend. And Duke still doesn't have a head coach. So I'm trying to keep my head on straight, JJ. But as you can see, the one problem here in the common denominator is not a head coach. But not yet. I think by tomorrow we might hear something. A common denominator right now is that uh, Trooper Taylor is in the same position that he was a couple of years ago. We have heard uh, that he has interviewed for this head coaching job for Duke football. Trooper is uh, just at this point, you could call him a blue devil lifelonger for uh, the number of staffs he's been a part of. They're recruiting this team. The team itself is doing an incredible job of marketing Trooper. Earlier this week, we saw Duke football release a social media video with some of the trooperisms that are out there. I personally know a couple of football players who played for Trooper at Auburn, who still, to this day, each and every day, live by some of his life sayings and that sort of thing. So uh, clearly a guy that's doing a great job for this Duke football program, but everyone just needs official answers as to who's going to be that man leading the program for for sure, officially. Yeah, for sure. And he, he uh, Trooper... Coach Taylor is an awesome uh, relationships guy. Like the guy could talk to a stranger and felt like you've known the guy for 10 years, the way you just have one interaction with him. Great guy, great coach, great motivator. And his track record proves it. Uh, proves it from Duke. Proves it when he was at Auburn, won national championship there. Proves it everywhere he's been. And I don't know how serious Duke is with him being a head coach at Duke or – if like Duke goes somewhere else, does Nina King telling like the head coach that we Duke hires like, hey, this guy has been through. He's been the interim head coach twice. Like he has been the glue. You need to maintain him on the staff, or they give him free reign to be like, hey, just hire whoever and Trooper leaves. Because Trooper leaves, the guy that's holding this team together right now, that's going to be a tough blow for Duke's roster and Duke fans in general. At the current moment, both coordinators still remain a part of the staff. Kevin Johns on the offensive side of things, Tyler Santucci on the defensive side of the ball, which is great as you're trying to finalize the staff. But as soon as a head coach is hired, they do not have to hold on to any of these assistant coaches, right? They're not their guys. If they would like to ask them uh, to find the door, they certainly are able to do that. So uh, it's kind of just an awkward dynamic that you see throughout college athletics. Uh, it, it, year after year, these guys trying to recruit and do good by the university and do good by uh, the, the school that's paying their paychecks. But then as soon as a new head coach comes in, you very well could be walking out the door yourself. Yeah. I mean, the only guy that's known to come back uh, is David Feely. Feely, initially, when Elko left, there was a report that jumped the gun saying that he was going to follow Elko to AM. Something happened within that week where he had a change of heart and not only turned down a m but my co-host from Big J and Lil J show, Connor O'Neill, confirmed that David Feely is expected to stay in Durham. And that was, people remember, he was the number one hire that Elko said that he had when he took Duke over was he had to hit a home run with the strength and conditioning coach. He hit a home run with Feely. Looks like he was going to be going to AM with Elko. Instead, he's back in Durham. So that's a big, it's great news for Duke fans that he's staying. 
And he is the one that is expected to stay, I should say, not is staying, expected to stay. I've learned that through Connor, by the way. You got to be careful with your words, JJ. But uh, he's expected to stay. And, yeah, everybody else, who knows. But it's it's good to see the other coaches on the staff, like, still recruiting for Duke. Yeah. Like, it looks good for them to wear – they'll be vouched for if they go elsewhere. Yeah, love hearing the reports that Feely is expected to stay, but you're right. That's the terminology or the wording that we're using because, again, we'll get into some head coaching candidates for the Stuke football team. If Coach A comes in and says, I don't want anything to do with David Feely running the strength and conditioning program, tough luck. He's got that call to make as the head coach, whereas if Coach B takes over – Oh, man, absolutely love what Coach Feely has been doing. I want to keep him on the staff moving forward. All that kind of remains to be seen. Let's take our first time out of the show. It's a good conversation going on right now here at Lockdown Blue Devils. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. As the weather gets colder, these NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. A wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season as FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Back on Lockdown Blue Devils alongside Jordan Mann. I'm J.J. Jackson. All right, so since we last spoke, uh, not only has uh, Duke had to move on from Mike Elko when he takes the Texas A&M job, we've also seen the bowl selection process come and go for Duke. A little bit of confusion with some reporting out there on Sunday. Brett McMurphy, who is the absolute king of getting these bowl selections down, had a a couple of slip-ups, which was – out of the ordinary for him. But nonetheless, Duke football heading to the Birmingham Bowl, we've now learned, and they're going to be playing the Troy Trojans out of the Sunbelt Conference. What do you think of this, Jordan? Yeah, so I'll give Brett the uh, benefit of the doubt because he normally is locked like he is locked on with He's it. outstanding, yeah. yeah. And the Gasparilla Bowl officially tweeted Duke was going to be at the Gasparilla Bowl. So what I heard what happened was the ACC, they had no idea they were completely – blindsided by Florida State not making the college football playoff. They had no backup plan. And so initially it was Duke and UCF and Gasparilla Bowl. Then they realized Duke and UCF played last year. And so they did a coin flip between Duke and Georgia Tech on where they were going to go. And so basically they put Georgia Tech, Gasparilla, and they bumped Duke to Birmingham against Troy. So chaos happened in the ACC, which chaos happened this whole season, J.J., with ACC officiating. So it's only rightfully so it happens with the bowl mania. A little bit closer of a drive for uh, Troy Trojans, the fans that are in Troy, Alabama, to make it over to Birmingham uh, for the game. But I'm sure a good bit of Duke contingency will be down there uh, to watch the game as we get closer to the end of December. But with that being said, we're still not sure as to who's going to be playing in that game. It's very common this time of year for players to be opting out of these ball games. Or the bigger issue is that the transfer portal is off and running as crazy as can be. Thursday, December 7th, we sit here today. A couple of players have already made their announcements uh, that they're going into the transfer portal, Jordan. 
Yeah, Ryan Leonard is a guy that uh, I will dearly miss. Everybody will dearly miss at Duke. Wish him nothing but the best. He's having, I think, an in-home visit this weekend with Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's already – the writing's been on the wall for people in the know for a few weeks now about him going to Notre Dame. But crazy things can happen, JJ. But, uh, yeah, Riley's gone. And these Peebles, I could be wrong. He's going to the portal, but he might still be playing in the bowl game. I know Jamion Franklin – announced he was going to the draft or whatever, but he is going to play in the bowl game for Duke, so that's good. But, yeah, now with Jordan Waters and Jaquez Moore, I do not know their intentions for the bowl game, but uh, we will find out. But, yeah, it's a weird – Vegas is leaning towards Duke's going to have nobody on the roster because right now the line is Duke plus seven against Troy, which is crazy to think about if you want to go back to, like, I don't know, week four of this college ball season and say, hey, this Duke team that's about to beat Notre Dame, if they get a fourth down stop, it's going to be a touchdown underdog to a Sunbelt team. Right. It's just mind <laughs> But yeah. they're, they're really well coached by John Summerall, who we'll get into as a candidate for the Duke job. Yeah, crazy, crazy connection and storyline there to see how all of that would unfold potentially. Any of these transfers surprise you? I mean, this, this day and age, um, we could have an entire college football discussion. If folks aren't aware, Ohio State's Kyle McCord – Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel, big-time programs and big-time starting quarterbacks are entering the transfer portal. So it's really difficult to know exactly the total motivation behind a lot of these decisions. There's the financial incentive behind a lot of this. But for Duke in particular, when you do have the coaching change, are there any surprises that you've seen so far? Uh, The only one that really surprised me was Jacquez Moore uh, because he's a junior and he has one more year left. Everybody else – would be graduate transfers. So Jordan Waters, I thought he was out of eligibility. So when I saw that he was entering the portal, I was surprised. But the whole COVID year thing. We is, got COVID year still in the mix. Yeah. It's throwing me a loop, dude, because I thought he already had his COVID year. I don't know. Miles Jones was a seventh-year senior at Duke. I don't know what <laughs> happens anymore. But uh, I would say Jacquez and the guy that I just got a text message about who I would say is on the defense side of the ball is a DB. Uh, surprise me if it that is indeed true that he enters the portal. That would be surprising for me as well. Saw Dorian Mosey a little bit earlier in the week as well. I, I mean, that's a guy that uh, Shaka Hayward left after last year. Um, his eligibility came to a close. And then you've got uh, Dorian Mosey that kind of steps into one of those big linebacker spots. What did you think of his performance throughout this 2023 season and how big of a loss is this? That's a great point, JJ. That talk about under the radar. I forgot all about my OC entering the portal, but um, I was very uh, happy for him first off because last year he dealt with injuries and he just wasn't the same. He looked slow on the field last year, but that was because he was dealing with injuries nobody knew about. And so this year he came back with a vengeance and really solidified his role. And I mean, he had the game ceiling interception against Clemson to upset Clemson, and then I think he led the team in tackles against Florida State. So. He will be missed. Uh, R.J. Oban, speaking of Florida State, is going on a visit to Florida State this weekend. And that's what also hurts the most, J.J., is like when Duke players, no offense to former Duke players that were into the portal, they were going like a tier below, like G5, like uh, I think Eric Weatherly. I'm getting a ricochet shot to Eric, sorry, but he transferred like Bucknell and then other guys have transferred smaller and performed very well there. And uh, now – Duke just had such a great season. These guys are leaving Duke and going to take a step up. Sure. Yeah. It's tough. Fun to follow. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this head coaching search because it's crazy. And uh, we'll see what we can find out after we take our last time out here on today's episode 
of the program. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch those winnings roll in. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that if your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Right now, go ahead and go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks is a proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Jordan Mann of the Big J and Little J Show. Uh, all right, it's Thursday. Earlier this week, you released a new episode of your program. Tell us about it. Yeah, it was uh, the candidates for Duke football uh, for the coaching search. We just recapped of what we're hearing, Connor and I, and um, it was a really good episode. Uh, the last two episodes we've had is by far the most listen listens we've had, and so I shout out all the Duke fans for listening. Uh, it's definitely growing the podcast, and it's nice to see Duke fans really interested in Duke football. So I appreciate the support and looking forward to talking about the next head coach to Duke football. You also talked a little basketball uh, yep. Yep. In, in a tough spot right now with back-to-back road losses for this Duke team. Yesterday afternoon, Dylan Harper did officially announce his commitment to Rutgers, so we've got that out of the way. Uh, VJ Edgecombe, an uh, outstanding offer that Duke still has. Also heard John Shire give an update about an ankle sprain for Tyrese Proctor. So a little bit of a more positive diagnosis than we might have initially thought. But you will be talking as, uh, again, we get this coaching search finalized. You'll kind of be transitioning to a little basketball as well, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I was looking forward to going into basketball after the win against Pittsburgh. And it's like, okay, I have two and a half weeks to talk Duke football for their bowl <laughs> game. And then something happened overnight. A co- coach called a private jet and went to Texas A&M. So yeah. here we are, JJ. Here we are. All right. Uh, quickly then, as we kind of wrap up the show today, we've mentioned John Summerall at Troy, uh, Manny Diaz. His name came up a little bit earlier. Who are kind of those candidates? We don't got to get into the nitty gritty. Hopefully uh, we'll get something official here very soon. Uh, hopefully by the end of the weekend, at least we can hear something with this Duke football program, but who are the big names out there? Well, JJ, I'll save you that. I'll, uh, Adam Rowe yesterday, Wednesday, uh, just dropped an article saying with the caption that Duke is down to two candidates. So one is Manny Diaz. He confirmed based off of the thumbnail and the rest 
the apparently the second guy is uh we don't know so that is that is interesting but he has confirmed and my sources also as i've told you my phone's been blown up has confirmed that is between manny diaz and one other candidate but that unknown candidate could be john summerall from troy jim knowles ohio state's defense coordinator and honestly jj that I don't know who – and Tony Gibson may be NC State's defensive coordinator, but I think it's those two first and then Tony Gibson third. So. All right, so Manny Diaz, uh, Penn State defensive coordinator, uh, no stranger to the ACC, his time as a coach there with Miami. Um, younger as well, like a lot of people – that's a name you've heard in the football world, the college football world for quite some time, but uh, not even into his 50s yet is Manny Diaz. Um, tell us a little bit about him, the candidate. Yeah, I mean, he's rejuvenated himself, and he went from obviously Miami. He, he struggled, but in Miami's terms he did, but he never really got a fair shake in Miami. They wanted Cristobal the whole way after Mark Rick left. And uh, he went 21-15 and 15 in the ACC at Miami, and that was Elko's record at Duke in two years. So I would take that in the ACC. I'll take that overall with Manny Diaz came to Duke. And – his defense at Penn State, I know they play in the Big Ten where their offenses aren't that electric, but he was – I saw the tweet earlier. I think five of five or six categories are ranked nationally first, and one was fewest points – or fewest allowed yards per game for the – it was like 223, which was the least amount, J.J., Crazy. In, in college football since 2011. So his defense – Duke's going to get another defensive-minded coach, and I really think that's the way Duke needs to go, I think – which would explain who I think the four candidates are. Defense coordinator Penn State, John Summerall's defensive-minded head coach at Troy, uh, John, Jim Knowles, defensive coordinator, and then Tony Gibson, defensive coordinator at NC State. So that's, I think, the way Duke needs to go. And, yeah, I would say if I was a betting man, I'd, this, I do not know. The yes. source has been lip tight shut. I would guess Manny is first option and then the other guys are second because – Manny has the connection. We talked about David Feely earlier. Manny Diaz hired David Feely at Miami. That could have been one of the points that made Feely want to stay at Duke. So I don't know. And Jess Simpson is a D-line coach at Duke. And who hired – who was he at – where was he at before? Miami under Manny Diaz. So I'm just saying, I'm trying to connect dots for the fans, JJ. That's my gut. That's what we need you to do. Connect those dots for us. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we'll be tuned in. We'll be figuring out who that coach is. Hopefully very soon we've got the next football coach for Duke. That's awesome. Well, Jordan, thank you for the time as always. Uh, we'll be following along with all of your coverage there. Uh, promote the social media handles as well because I know you're way more active uh, on social <laughs> media and then uh, doing a great job with all these shows coming out. But as soon as news breaks – your social media platforms are where people need to go to get your reaction. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been getting uh, twi Twitter notifications a lot of people wanting my my reaction to the next head coach. But Duke FB fans, where you can find me for that, Coach J Mans for Duke basketball takes. And also on my Duke FB fans page, you see me bashing the Duke's Mayo mascot because he's an ugly son of a gun, and I can't stand that guy. And to give you an inside joke, JJ, peek behind the curtain. My best friend is the mascot. So every time I see a picture of that, it's him. And so I so I keep tweeting at him. <laughs> so when I say that he looks ugly or he looks fat, I'm really calling out my friend in this. Yeah. Season. So it's okay to a certain degree. It's also Correct. known that uh, I think you told us last week on the show 
that you were tweeting at the Duke's Mayo Bowl every day until they put Duke into the bowl game. So looks like your tweets went unsuccessful. They they went unsuccessful, and then they picked UNC. And like I said, they just crapped on my face, JJ. I just <laughs> tweeted at them for a week, and then they picked UNC out of all ACC ACC teams. I was expecting Tech. Yeah. Uh, well, Jordan, thank you for the time as always. We'll talk again soon, okay? Thanks, brother. All right, that's our pal Jordan Man, always electric, and he's joining us here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. That's going to do it for our program here today. Hopefully, we can get some Duke football news here soon. We will see who is the next head football coach for Duke University. And, of course, we got you locked and loaded on everything going on with that Duke basketball program as well. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.